0: All right, so let's let's dive into anything you want. What are some areas that I can be of the most help right now when it comes to you coaching others, your numbers, anything? I got some
1: notes for you. On.
0: Of course, I do. I mean, I don't getting your notes. I suppose it's a good opportunity to tell everybody who won the challenge between us last Friday.
1: Well. My sole purpose in the beginning of this was to lower my body fat percentage for performance, right? But now my sole purpose is just to beat you in the tank for the next six weeks. Well, always always good to have a goal. <laughs> I'm just messing with you now, but uh, yeah, we're just going to retest. I'll have to find out all your secrets on how long you fasted before you jumped in that tape. That's what I really.
0: All day, I just showed up. Um, I will say, since then though, I've been, I've gotten a little bit leaner. I've been dialed in. My numbers are solid. My goal now is to get under ten. I don't know if you saw my post about doing a bodybuilding competition.
1: No, I never seen that.
0: So I'm thinking, I'm like, hey, maybe I'll just do something different. I've done it before, but it's been a while. Yeah, I didn't know you
1: did bodybuilding, though. I remember you doing the wrestling and the jiu-jitsu and all that, but I didn't know you... Oh, actually, you know, in your book, you're right.
0: You did talk about bodybuilding in the, in the beginning of your book. Yeah, that was like 20-something years ago now, so pretty crazy. So let's dive into your questions.
1: So the first question I have is for Tess, right? So t- you remember Tess, the female that was having some issues as far as, like, you were just pretty much telling her to be consistent so, yes, 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 yes. She retested and she was almost about a two minute slower at 95 pounds. And her biggest issue, like I almost had a heart to heart with her yesterday. Actually, I did have a heart to heart with her yesterday. Just letting her know that, you know, I, I don't know what answer you want me to give you as far as Jason was telling you. You know, look at your weekly graph. You know how they can send you the graph? And yeah. it was just a. Sort of like, It was like a vicious roller coaster. So I was saying, listen, I'm telling you the answer is to be consistent. If you heard it from Jason and now I'm telling you that, but you always have an excuse or an argument, there's nothing I can really do to convince you otherwise because she's still blaming the hormone therapy thing she's on.
0: Tess was the woman that had all the questions at the end or she was sitting in the corner. Her husband was there. He showed up up later, got a shirt.
1: Maybe. Her name was Tess, though. Yeah, she she was sitting in the corner by the uh, Ski Ergs.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: and then at the end, she she came up to me. We kept talking and about that, so it was her. So I was pretty much explaining to her, you know, like, I gave her everything about cortisol levels and her stress hormones because I had her get that checked, and her cortisol was over 20. And it was as high as in the morning, but then it just divots down right before noon because I guess they did a saliva test on her, and it just got worse and worse as days goes on. Or the day goes on, and um, and I'm just telling her. So listen, you know, if if we can't even control our stress right now, I was giving her some pointers on that. But she's actually starting to gain more weight, and I just don't know how to approach her now without telling her. Listen, you know, if you can't even give me consistency, I don't know what to tell you. Like, do I give up on her, or I mean, what should I continue to do?
0: Well, I don't think you should give up on her. It's just that I think for anyone watching this, you're going to find that a lot of clients want more, and they want answers that they want. Tess wants you to tell her, okay, if you do this, this is magic. When what you've told her before I got there was right, she needed to hear it from you know, Uncle Jay versus Daddy Adam. And she wasn't happy with that either, right? It's like, oh, mom said I can't have cookies, I'll ask Uncle Jay. But he said I can't either. So they're both wrong. You know, nothing trumps consistency. I don't think you should give up on her, but I think it needs to just come from her and she needs to say, okay, I'm going to give you two weeks of consistent numbers and and then say, hey, then we'll sit down and really do some diving into this, but it starts here and almost any time I've done that, we get the progress we want. We don't need to go any further. They realize it.
1: So minimum two weeks of consistent numbers.
0: Yeah, and if she and that's does
1: five, that, that's not, I was just say that's plus or minus five deviation, right?
0: Correct. And if she does that, she's, gonna get pro, she's going to make progress. And if she doesn't, I mean, here's the, you know, definitely there are people that have issues and whether it's stress or cortisol or hormones that impact it, but even they just need consistency. It's just a matter of finding what works for them, what numbers work for them but it's not like well now we got now that we know this about you this changes everything it just changes okay we have to have a better idea of what numbers are going to work for you
1: exactly yeah can you see me or no yeah i think that was the biggest thing is consistency but i don't think a lot of people like to put their blame on themselves when it comes to not not getting results they're asking for of course not no one wants to look in the mirror it, yeah it's it's hard but um So I I'll tell her that two weeks of being consistent and a lot of people think like you've always said, it's, it's more of a flexible lifestyle. She's like, Hey, I'm just going to go pure vegetables. And I'm thinking, well, if a cup of broccoli only equals five grams of carbs and you just wanted to munch on broccoli all day, you would technically need, you know, at 150 grams, a lot of cups of broccoli. So it's not realistic. You know what I mean? Exactly. I told her, listen, what could be harder than this? You're eating what you want. 80% or 80% is healthy. 20% is fun foods. You, do you think keto is going to be better? You know, do you think weight watchers will be better? Do you think Atkins is going to be better? Do you think paleo is going to, it's not, you know what I mean? There's really nothing easier than this. So if she's struggling with this, I don't, after that, I don't know what will work for her. So I don't want to hound her too much. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Just at the end of the day, this person has to want it and want to do it themselves.
1: Exactly. Okay. So I'll do that then. But um, but other than that, I think most of our athletes got good results. There's a few um, – the alcohol becomes an issue. I do catch people not logging the alcohol. Like you'll, you'll see them on Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat in the gym. And on the weekends, it's – it's definitely more than one. And then the same Sunday they send me the weekly log, you're just missing all this alcohol from Saturday. So I think it's uh, finding a way to approach them and say, hey, listen, I'm not spying on you, but I am watching you and seeing that you are missing some of your alcohol macros. And that could be the results of you know, not getting results. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I think that could be a few reasons. It could be A – they are truly just drinking enough that they forget to do it. Uh, Yeah. yeah, I never thought of it like that. Yeah. Right. Or be they're a little embarrassed to put it in there or, you know, and then also what needs to be noted is if you're not tracking your alcohol, what's happening after your alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's not just, Hey, I'm not just concerned you're not tracking your alcohol, but I'm concerned. Well, if you're drinking, are you eating more after?
1: Exactly. Hold on, Jason, one second. The uh, the baby woke up. One second.
0: Oh. I know, right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, while Adam is tending to the baby. I'm back, doing? I'm back. Yeah,
1: she's two years old, so she, she's not too small. But um, she just wants to hang out here. So, yeah, so I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, they're maybe embarrassed or shy to to track the alcohol, but – Uh, I don't want to be that coach where I'm just like, Hey, listen, I don't want you to party, but I do want you to track. So let's figure out a way to do so
0: without being rude. Exactly. They need to, because ultimately this has to become sustainable for them. So they need to understand that it's necessary for me to have a drink here and there, but it's also necessary for me to tell my coach about it.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I have another question for you too. And this is uh, this goes for all of our coaches in the gym. They've always asked me this, and I've never knew how to answer it. So let's say you get someone in our gym that's four hundred pounds, and they put a goal weight that' they want to be two hundred pounds. Is it realistic at the moment? Maybe yes or no, but it's such a big deviation from four hundred to two hundred now would that would that be your goal weight? Would you keep it at two hundred, or would you say, hey instead of 400 or 200, let's do 400
0: to 350. You know, do you have do you, someone? Man? Do you have someone that you're using? We did, but they ended up getting
1: a new job and had to move to Texas. So, right now, but I still reach out to them and I do help them just as a friend to help them with their macros. But I'm not seeing them on a daily basis coming to the gym. So, I don't know if they're fibbing. You know, they're just asking for my guidance. But if it does happen in the future, I, I would like to know what to tell them. Is it unrealistic? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, so the best story I can give you about that is Jerry. I don't know if you've seen pictures of Jerry, but he came to our seminar last September at 442 pounds. Okay. He had actually recently been heavier than that, but um had gone through like a little detox, you know, he was went into sobriety and all that stuff. But I always use a volunteer during the lecture. of like, okay, let's figure out numbers based on someone. Everyone will figure them out as we go. And Jerry put his hand up to be the volunteer. And I was like, oh, great. This is, <laughs> you know, let's see what he says. So I said, what's your goal, Jerry? And I've known Jerry for over 20 years. We went to college together. And he, he said, I'd like to be 180 pounds. <laughs> so I've seen Jerry before lose weight gain it again but he did seem motivated he was not drinking or doing any drugs for the first time as long as I've known him and I said okay let's do it and we went with 180 and so there's a few reasons I do that and that's what I would recommend you do with this person Um, for one we want to fuel that 180 pound person not that 350 pound person if that's their goal secondly as you were aware by how much food you get, if we use 350 pounds as the goal weight with an activity level, even at our lowest activity level of an 11, you're talking almost 4,000 calories. You're right. Right? So typically what I have found is people that that are that heavy are not that heavy Only because they're eating a lot. It could be drinking a lot. It's a lot of binging. So the goal is going to be to get them eating that small, even 180 is a good amount of food. It's over 2,000 calories a day. Okay. Right. And that way it doesn't become this task of force feeding themselves and potentially creating, you know, or at least um, continuing that terrible relationship with food. With Jerry, it was here's your food. If you want to get there, you know, this is exactly how much you should be eating
1: got it so definitely it's okay from go from 400 to 180
0: absolutely and I, and you know Jerry's not my only example he's just the most recent and successful but yeah every time we I don't like to do those interstitial goals I like to go for it cuz like we said most people even when they have a substantial amount of weight to lose the, their goal weight is high enough that they're still getting a good amount of food
1: so the most likely, even at a goal weight of 180, someone weighing 350, they're probably eating more than they've ever eaten in their life, for the most yeah, part. Yeah,
0: I mean, when someone, is that heavy, when someone is that heavy, chances are they are overeating. Okay. Or in a lot of scenarios, over-drinking, be it alcohol or soda. Okay. Right? So now they also have to make a commitment to cut one of those things out to be under that caloric range and within those macros where if you gave him 3500 calories i still think he would lose weight but we're not necessarily creating these new habits and you know and 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 healthier lifestyle got it we're still allowing for some of that deviation
1: got it that was a hard question i've had that a lot of my coaches asked me that and i really didn't know how to answer it but now i can just kind of use him as an example
0: yeah and and you know we've never you know it's been over a year now and we've not touched any of Jerry's numbers and he still continues to lose weight.
1: That would be um, my next question. So we have a lady in the gym. She's probably went from, I think maybe 250, sixty, all the way down right under 200. And she stayed at the same activity level, same numbers, right? Now she's hit her goal weight. Should I bump her? up increase her calorie intake or their carbs and fats or should i leave her the same until she plateaus
0: if she's at her goal weight and she's really happy there based on her you know aesthetics how she looks in the mirror and her performance i would say it could be an opportunity to increase if she's at her goal weight but now realizes hey i want to potentially lose more i would let her ride it out a little bit longer and see where those numbers take her i'd also consider her hunger if she's satisfied let it go a little bit further but really be keeping an eye on her because it sounds like if she's hit her goal weight she's close to exactly where she wants to be if she you know changes the goal weight a little bit or not but we just want to make sure we catch on to that opportunity to reverse diet before she gets super hungry and you know when we see her performance diminish okay got it so i'll just wait so yeah i would just say hey Are you truly happy right where you are? And if she says yes, I'd say, let's test adding a little bit more. And sometimes adding more might actually cause her to lose more. Okay. Because her metabolism is firing now. So it could be an opportunity to say, hey, let's add more. And then very quickly, we need to do that once a week to get you to the point where the scale just stops and you feel satisfied.
1: Okay. And then I have a few performance athletes now that, you know, do the Invictus with me. And it's taken me forever to get have them jump on board, just, you know, how it all works. Some of these athletes are just, they figured it out theirself. So my question is this, um, is when do you change the activity level on an athlete? I know you haven't changed mine since we started at 100 and I think I'm at 183 days now. Is there, would you ever move my activity level? So some of these performance athletes start coming on board and doing their macros you know, at some point, it could be a year or two down the road, would you ever change their activity level or just keep bumping their carbs and fats?
0: Well, yeah, I think that's what I would tell you is I am changing your activity level. Okay. I'm just not using the formula again. So when when I've got someone and we've used the formula to establish their baseline, that's your baseline. Now, whether it's your metabolism is improving or your activity increasing or decreasing, we don't reestablish the baseline. We just work off of it. Got it. it, it you know, the a, a slight analogy would be like, Hey, every time you deadlift, even though you're stronger, we don't start at the empty bar and figure out where your best is. <laughs> right. We have an idea, right? Some days you feel better. Some days you feel worse, but we know about where you should be for any given workout, depending on the reps. And it's the same principle. You have your baseline. It's successful. Now, when you're feeling good, performance is good, metabolism is good, we just increase, which is essentially changing your activity level. That makes sense. So you're saying if I redid my numbers now, I think you've bumped me
1: about six times, maybe seven. Yeah. If, I were to re- if I were to redo my activity level at a 14 or even a 50, I'd probably be at where where I'm at now.
0: Cause you'd actually, yeah, you'd probably be. Yeah, you may even not even be where we're at now. Okay. You know, it'd probably be close, but you know, we will probably surpass that in time.
1: Well, on that note, (laughs) I know we talked before about bumping, but, uh, and I was not at a plateau, but I told you just eating that much food, AKA the wife cooking that much food. Um, I was like, let's stop. But I think it's, I'm starving again. And I've been get back. I've been on Invictus now, and now we're weight training again. So now we're doing more of a strength cycle. So I've already been over my numbers a little bit for this last week and a half. So,
0: well, it sounds like it's time to increase again.
1: Yeah, I can't. uh can't wait. I'm at. I'll be at 335 carbs, so that should be fun.
0: You know, that's that's pretty awesome. And yeah, I think with your goal weight, we wouldn't be at that if, even if we use a 15. So it just goes to show that. Improving your metabolism will surpass the activity level. That's more important than actually how much activity you're doing.
1: Okay, that makes sense. And then what about anyone, like who would go, let's say I, I do have this one female in the gym that probably weighs around 100, maybe 101 pounds, very skinny. Now, could you ever bring somebody over a 15 starting? Like who goes over 15 and who goes under 11? Can you explain that to me? I've always wondered. Sure.
0: I rarely put anyone under 11. In okay. fact, I would say I can't, not that I've never done it, but I can't remember someone that I have.
1: Okay. When, when would you? Like, what would be a scenario? Just give me, can you give me an analogy? The only
0: scenario that I could think of would be someone that's severely injured that really doesn't have a lot of activity. Okay. You know, or, or someone in a wheelchair. That, you know, that we know their metabolism is off, their body doesn't, you know, use energy as much as we do walking around all day, that type of stuff. But even then, even Mm -hmm. then, I don't know that I would start below an 11. I would probably use that as a baseline and drop. You know, I've helped people like Stephanie Hammerman and Kevin Ogar, both in wheelchairs. And, you know, they're fit enough that they still need over an 11.
1: So technically, more of a
0: medical condition
1: would send you below 11. Correct. Uh, A stomach
0: staple type of thing, maybe, where they just truly can't get it in. Okay. Um, Above a 15 would just be someone that's super active. And the truth is, at that point, if it were someone I were working with, I would have talked to them so much that I would mess around with, you know, when someone's like, I either really want to gain weight Where I have a ton of activity, knowing them, knowing their size, I probably would use that 15 as a kind of jumpstart, but then really say, we need to be on top of this quickly. Like someone that's, I've had people that are super lean and wanna gain weight, and a 15 right away just forces them to lose more weight. So I'm like, hey, we're gonna start here, but really quickly, we're gonna need to add more food.
1: Oh, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. So if we have uh, the female in here that weighs 101 pounds and she's 35 years old, she looks like she needs more food, but technically starting around at 15 would make her lose more weight. So you would recommend maybe if she comes to the gym about three times a week, uh, she don't play any sports outside the gym. She's just uh, you know doing CrossFit for the fitness aspect of it. So would you think maybe 11 or 12? Because she, she wants to gain weight. She doesn't want to gain much weight. She kind of gets freaked out about it.
0: Put her at a 12 but i think like you realized what i would say is a lot of times when someone is that lean their metabolism is working well now when we give them more food it's actually just going to be a catalyst for them okay. to burn more so when someone's lean we need to give them more and then within a week maybe two weeks be prepared to give them to increase their food again
1: okay and when their bumps Still, stay under the five percent range,
0: it wouldn't go over 100 calories total. To start, yeah, we just be on it, and and again, there's some room for deviation on that. If someone is starving, I've I've bumped people 20, 25 carbs, you know. But you keep in mind the the the, the percentages are relative.
1: Okay, yeah, that's true.
0: So okay. they're gonna get a big increase anyway.
1: Okay. So keep it relative in a sense. Ooh, that okay. And then what about let's say I have an athlete that has the gastro bypass surgery, and they've always said, Adam, I can't eat anymore. Like I'm just stuffed all the time. What do you do
0: there? You just create a baseline of what they can handle. Cause the same principle. We they still need to eat. We don't want to, you know ruin any progress they've had or any potential you know medical stuff going on but we still want them to measure okay so like we said even if they are under a 10 or at 11 at least they know what they're aiming for every every day to eat
1: so even if they're not hitting the dcr which could be at a 10 or 11 and they're struggling to do that as long as counting is better than not counting is what you're saying
0: yeah that would be my general rule You know, they just may not be capable, because of the bypass or the sleeve, to eat that much food.
1: Okay. I'm
0: sorry, go ahead. They also just need to potentially split it up throughout the day differently. Okay.
1: Have you ever seen someone break through that barrier and hit that DCR that you're asking them to? Have you ever dealt with somebody like that?
0: Yeah, where they've slowly able to eat more. Absolutely. Even with the surgery correct because you can stretch that out and the goal is that we don't we just get them eating better foods that allow them to Makes sense you know they'll they'll be foods i don't remember off the top of my head which ones that just leave them feeling a little less full uh you know fill the the band up less
1: got it okay i think that's it i don't think i have anything else Hopefully, uh, there were some good questions for you.
0: Those are great. I think anyone watching this is going to benefit from those if they're working with clients or even for themselves. Those are some great questions. Do you have a list of those? The questions? Yeah. Yeah. Do you just want me to post them? Uh, Yeah. Shoot me an email when we get off just so I have them and I'll. so people watching, I can post that. These are the questions that we answered on this call. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, man. No problem. All right. I will talk to you later on and I'll talk to you uh, next week and hope everybody enjoyed this.
1: All right. Sounds good, Jason.
0: Thanks, Adam. Talk to you soon. Welcome to the latest episode of the Own Your Eating podcast. We have a special broadcast for you today in that I'm taking one of my coaching calls with one of the members of our VIP coaching and lifestyle development group. Adam, he had a bunch of questions about his clients. I helped him discover some of the answers and find other ways that we can dive deeper into his clients' questions, comments, concerns about anything and everything that came from not just nutrition, but from training. Things like when do we change an athlete's numbers? How do we deal with an athlete not being consistent, even someone coming off of a gastric bypass surgery and some best practices there. So like I said, we dive into these questions on today's episode, and I'd love to help you guys with something similar. If you ever have questions, comments, concerns about yourself or people that you're working with, that's what we are here for. You can go on our site, ownyoureating.com. You can reach out to us directly, but I highly recommend you check out our brand new Own Your Eating Certification that's coming out, along with our VIP group where we chat every week. We discuss how we can help you, but also how we can help your clients, your business, things in your personal life. We take all of our experience and apply it to you, and the goal being to help broaden everything that you can do out there. So feel free to reach out if you have any questions on that. And like I said, here we go, my interview with Adam, where he's going to ask me questions. And if you like the answers, don't like the answers, again, feel free to reach out. I always enjoy hearing from you.